This episode is brought to you by the Honorable Frederica Duita Felipe and Betta Henderson. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of our podcast. We see y'all, fam. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Okay. My question is, what is the best and worst thing about being a Samoan? <laughs> best and worst thing is the same answer, family. Ooh. Ooh. Why, why is that? Please elaborate. Uh, family is it's great to have an extended family and then when there's stuff that you just want to keep to yourself then it's not so great <laughs> boundaries boundaries yes. huh? no privacy no okay. privacy at all it's like how did the fourth cousin know about my business <laughs> okay good answer good answer gosh she, she took my Initial answer. <laughs> but then I was waiting to say for her to say something out of pocket, like "Kraham, your family." <laughs> I I'm your sister. <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the thing that I love most is culture, and then, I, but I also feel that culture is one of the things that um, also. Uh, restricts our growth. I'm not saying that it stops our growth, but I feel like it does restrict our growth because we use it as a weapon sometimes when it's not necessarily like we use it as a weapon to say that um, you're not enough mm. or you're not doing this properly or, you know, just to demean our people when it and it's I feel like it's taken out of context. Oh, it's not to that. Sheesh. I think uh, for me, for me, I'll go with the worst thing mm. is this uh, just there's this unexpectedness, mm. especially I think between family, but also as people where it's like, oh, you know, you do film. OK, I need you to do this. Ah, right. Or, or um, <laughs> you know, or, you know, let me let me borrow. Let me borrow a couple hundred dollars. Let me borrow some. Let me borrow $20. <laughs> they think you have a county job and you set. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I'll pay you back. Like when you say borrow, you know, you expect to get it back. But I think I learned along the the mm. way of like, if people say borrow and I'm going to give it to them, I'm just going to give it. Mm. And if I get it back, I get it back. Because I don't want to be like, hey, remember? Yeah. You know, you said this, you said that. Because then it gets... It gets sticky, right? It yeah. should be on the other person to be responsible enough to be like, no, I owe you this. I'm going to give it back to you. But sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, it's, it's okay. I take care of you in other ways. It's like, nah, bro, I, I need that. <laughs> I need that dub bag real quick. You feel me? I'm, I'm on E right now. I know, you know, I'm trying to just get above I E. I low on gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing is just that expectedness. But it's a beautiful thing, you know, because... Mm -hmm. If it weren't for money, I don't think it would be a thing. Yeah. You know, um, but, and the beautiful thing for me is uh, language. Mm. Even though I'm not fluent, I, I love how deep, deeply, uh, like how deep our language is, how poetic and yeah. uh, mindful it is of like all elements. And it's like, it's all proverbial kind of lessons, right? Where it's like these things yeah. that mean way bigger things. Mm. It's such a deep-rooted lesson versus just kind of surface-level uh, meaning. Mm. Yeah. 
So what about you, partner? Um, th- <laughs> shit. Is that a little disingenuous uh, now? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Why me? It was meant to be. Um, wait, wait, wait. Should we start? No, that's good. Just week. Just go? Just go. Uh, we'll say the worst, uh, I think, is the, um, the whole people-pleasing complex that I struggle with that. I think, as I mentioned earlier... Um, you know, there, I know there's a healthy way of viewing the whole people pleasing again, because I, I mean, my dad has a views a lot. He has a different view from my view, so I maybe there's just a lot of decolonize that I have to do in my own head and thoughts and views. But yeah, I feel like people pleasing has been a disadvantage from my experience. And damn, yeah. And the good thing is, uh, servanthood. It's so natural for you know Samoans. Pacific Islanders to just naturally just get to that place, position position themselves in a place of service right. without being asked, mm-hmm. without being told. It's just natural. So I love that. And that's beautiful, too, I think, because if you if you really uh, look at those two together, you see how they intersect. Oh, yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like I feel like that's the reason why um, there is a lot of that people pleasing thing is is because we are raised in this uh with this mentality of serving right and being having that servant heart right <laughs> and sometimes it could be you know taken you know it's a spectrum right it could be taken to the to the extreme of where we're putting ourselves at risk of uh of um not being in good places or good mm-hmm. spaces just to just to please others right um but the, I, yeah but, but then there are those things where it's like you go to other people's house yeah, and you better be on your best behavior. You better treat that house better than you would treat your own. Right, and that's what's really uh, that's what really stands out. Right, is people's actions in that way. And I know that I've always done better at other people's houses versus my own. I just kind of <laughs> I, I won't treat it the same. Then that could be because of the way I was raised. But I, and I love when people come over and they do that. But then there's always this toggle, right? Of like, oh no, don't do that. You just chill, just sit down. Yeah. Right, right. You know, it's cool. Like we'll we'll take care of it. And then the the other person is supposed to be like, no, 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 it's okay, I got it. And then they'll like wash all the dishes or, or you know sweep the floor, just do something. And right. it's like this that kind of dance with each other uh-huh. is, I mean, it's very Samoan, but it's very just uh, pi. Right. right. Like, Irritation you have when the person doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Just like the irritation the... is real. Really? Yeah. What are you doing? Right, yeah. like you just gonna come over here <laughs> and sit, sit your ass on the phone. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, get off your phone, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I see how those those intersect. Oh yeah. I think all of say. ours, right? Like even when you brought up about like family and stuff, like it's mm. it's the thing that you love the most, and it's also the thing that irritates the hell out of you. That's so true. Yeah. Culture is ever uh, evolving, and sometimes we don't let it evolve, right? Sometimes we want to keep mm. it very uh, traditional. Yeah. I mean, how do y'all feel about like that tradition oh. versus evolution? I had this whole thing about like, can we like demonetize our culture? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say that, especially our church culture. Ain't. Come on now. Yeah. Like, I know this like substitution. When you come to America and you don't have the things that you would in Samoa to pay, you know, respects to people. But 
Mm. I don't know. I feel like once they slap the dollar sign on there, it messed us all up. Oh, yeah. damn, they'll say, they'll say, oh, just give what you can't. No, the, the, they don't even mean that. They're right. lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they say, give what you can. But really, this is the dollar sign. The, come on now. Right. Like, so, but we don't even have that amount. Why do we got to give that amount? I know, right? So if because we somebody picked it out the sky and not <laughs> yeah. everybody has right? to like... Get there. They all, ha- all of the siblings or all of the members of the family have to come up with that amount or shame. Right. right? And it is, then those numbers do travel between generations because I know like even for our family, when there's, uh, when there's deaths or even when there's any kind of fall of love, right? And um, it's dealing with our immediate and extended family. There's that certain number that we have to meet. And it's like, damn. Why, why? Why is that the number? Can we just show up and be there for each other? Yeah, can we just give what we can? <laughs> yeah, but it is it I, is monetary mm. stuff. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. That it goes back to the people pleasing. You know, it's kind of like, hello, who put that number out there? Right. Yeah, I remember when we were growing up in Samoa, and we would be there. Our grandfather was a matai in the village, and so um, we had to host. You know, we we stayed where the where the family house was. So anytime there was a falablave, mm. then they all came there. And I just like remember looking around like these numbers are ridiculous. Like I feel like when it's our turn, we should just be like, here's some little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. right. give you a That's, hug. Yeah, <laughs> you can bring some drinks. Like um, as far as falablaves, you know, go. Like I I don't believe in like having this number that's puts er, those people who are just trying to support you at in hardship right um but i do believe about i believe in um the spirit behind it and being there for one another and being a generous family who's you know you can 100 percent rely on them and i remember um growing up a lot of my mom's uh, stories were from her perspective of being in the kitchen Mm. Like, oh, yeah, you know, our family would come over and I remember hearing something that grandpa was saying, but I wasn't sure because I was busy doing this, this and this, cleaning all these things to make sure all these things were prepared, which that's great. Mm. But you never got to be involved. And so she, my mom, like she gets so irritated when family comes over and my primary um, goal is to spend time with them and have a relationship. So that means that. There might be four socks on the floor that are just in the corner chilling. And, and I'm thinking mom's having a great time, like, you know, hanging out with family. And in her mind, she's just irritated at those four socks. Like, and now the people are going to think we have a dirty house. I'm like, oh, I thought, you know, I want to build relationships and I want to value uh, the generosity of our time oh, over the generosity of duty, uh, you know, yeah. mm. and um, monetizing things in that way. You know, I don't know. that's so good. <laughs> I mean, and we we cherish that, right? We, yeah. We we uh, we don't do enough of that spending time and just nurturing the vibe between mm. all of us. And sometimes things, little things like that, do get in the way of like. Oh, we're we're worried about how we will be perceived mm-hmm. or how yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know we'll be talked about or whatnot. And it's like it's not. I mean, their house they probably got six socks on the floor. It's cool. <laughs> 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 they got some tarantulas over there. You know, it's not. <laughs> we just chilling. But yeah, yeah, and just uh, thinking about our 
culture and and cherishing the those relationships and it would be good if we do that while we're alive. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. when if the only time you're seeing your family is when somebody is passing away, mm. then you're missing out on all the time that they were alive. Like Yeah. Yeah. And even all the people that, you know, come to the, mm-hmm. the funerals and stuff, because that's, I feel like that's a common thing that is said between family members, right? Is that, mm-hmm. oh, I hate, you know, it's good to see you, but I hate seeing you under oh, these circumstances. Geez. So then let's make a date for when we're both alive, <laughs> right? We'll yeah. get together, hang out next weekend or something, right? you know? Like, yeah, we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be intentional and put those things, see those, see our relationship as valuable just as valuable and just as generous as a as a form of generosity yeah. as we do of you know like providing you with a $500 gift mm-hmm. like that could help but long term our relationship will sustain yeah that's what means you know. most mm-hmm. oh i love it yes. <laughs> Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to For The Cultures Podcast. <laughs> what it do, Kaipu? I'm your host, D-Boy. And I'm your host, Bex Bumble. And those lovely voices you hear uh, us chopping it up with hey. right now is none other than Epi Almavai and Fangamisa of Samoa Solutions. What it do? What's up, what's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, you were going to follow me. Hey, funny we'll story. We'll funny story. That. Real quick on the way here to the podcast, I'm like, you know, I'm, a, I'm on my way here. I'm trying to get here. I'm, of course, I'm running late. And there's a car that comes in front of me and it kind of cut me off. But, you know, I wasn't tripping this time. <laughs> and I was I was driving. I just happened to look down at the license plate. And it spelled out Chihu. Oh. <laughs> I said, and I had the biggest cheese on my face. Girl. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. So I got over to the next lane. I honked and I threw up the shaka sign because I knew it was a person from Hawaii, right? And she was, she looked over and it looked like an Asian woman. But, you know, she, she, she's Hawaiian and she rolled the window Quote, down. Unquote. She was like, hey, you know, she threw it up too. And then we met each other at the light. And I was like, I really appreciate your... Uh, your license plate. That was so cool. And when she rolled, when she first rolled the window down, I fought with <laughs> And she was like, I'm so happy with our Polynesian people. We get it. Because some people look at it like, I don't even know. What, what is Chiho? And she's like, Somebody no, I'm not your over there. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Sorry, I just wanted to share. <laughs> but it's about y'all. What's up, Epi? What's up, Fonga? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, right on. It's good to have y'all here. Thanks for it's, having us. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, can you tell us a little bit and the listeners about yourselves? Y'all love chocolate cake and what else? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, Popo, you know, I should have started. I, I was thinking about that as we're going around with the what's good about Samoan and not. And I said family and then I started going around like, it's the food. <laughs> it's the food. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Fanga Misa. I'm uh one of four founders of Someone Solutions, and uh, let's see, I have four kids, and I'm married, hey. and I'm from San Bruno, California. Hey, and yeah, and we're so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having us here. Thank you. We'll kick it over to my sister Epi. Four hey. founders. Wait, four founders. So who are the other yeah. two? Uh, so it's myself and Epi and Dallas Teo. Who yeah. now resides in Sacramento and Mona Uli, who now resides in Amanava, American Samoa. Oh, what? Mm. Nice. 
What's up, everybody? And so I'm the second, um, you know, <laughs> part of this duo here. So dope. And my name's Epi, and it's strange for me to look around the table and see you guys because I'm so used to just having you in my ear <laughs> when I'm at work or when I'm in the car. So I'm even like... though Epi turned us off because she was listening, I mean, um, Fanga turned us off because she was listening to her kid with the, our podcast with her kids. <laughs> we should have warned you. Not me. I'm just be at work, and then all of a sudden I laugh out loud, and my coworkers think I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm like, something funny. Sorry. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast, y'all. Yeah, it's on the podcast. Step in. It's on SoundCloud. You can catch all the episodes. Yes. Um, so I'm Fanga's younger sister and also another um, co-founder of Samoan Solutions. I identify as a Christian Samoan uh, single mom of mm. two beautiful girls, Ali and Alicia. And, uh, yeah, I come from South San Francisco, California currently, and I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you both on here. You all are two pillars in our community who have been doing great work, and so we're really excited to have you on the uh, episode and chop it up with y'all and uh, just share space and share community. Uh, But as we always do before we get started, we always ask our guests if they would like to ground us with any offering or blessing uh, that might be fitting to center us before we get into all the, all the deuce. So ladies. Uh, You know what? I just want to offer up a prayer Mm. to our heavenly father. And we thank you for this day. And we just ask that you bless those who are listening, open their ears and their hearts and their minds. And I was asked father that you put a word in us today that we might share and inspire some folks and uplift some folks in your son jesus heavenly name amen 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 thank you bruh (laughs) bruh how y'all feeling (laughs) good good i know we was uh having a little conversation earlier about the uh the last episode that we had with uh, Afrotana and Ask Fee um, about appropriating uh, black culture and uh, growing up as uh, Samoans in the diaspora um, in proximity to uh, black culture. And I just wanted to offer up this time and space to see, you know, how how that conversation, you know, sat with y'all and if anything came up. Uh, you know, it it was a good, it was really good listening to the episode, especially hearing uh, Afrotina's perspective, uh, being someone and Black, and then also just listening to the three of you, along with Bia, just talk about your experiences and hood culture and growing up in the city. And, you know, I can't even say that we're, that our experience is the same. Right. Because mm. we're straight up from the suburbs. You know, we're not really inner city kids, but when you're in a suburb of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you are a city kid, even though you're not like, you know, (laughs) so all the music and all of the, the dress and the hairstyles and all those things, we were exposed to all those things. And so it's hard to, especially in the Bay Area, to grow up around all of this diversity and then separate out the black culture from what we're growing up thinking of as American culture. Mm. But, but then again, it's not because we know that it's black culture, you know? So, um, 
but just reminding ourselves and being cognizant and aware of what parts of American culture are black culture that we use on the daily. Right. And and even, you know, being able to share that with our own kids so that when they go out into the world, they're, they're not trying to travel around with their black card because right. Right. none of them have a black card. None of my kids have a black card because you grew up in the suburbs, so you don't get a black card. Make it play, Tom. Yeah. Make it play. Yeah. So you really don't have a black card, so don't take it out in the world. But so you'll really snatch just, that out of their hands. I mean, quick. but really, yeah, it's just... I think we kind of take it for granted that in mm. California it's so diverse, and so we oh, give ourselves real. the excuse to to use to black use culture, yeah, to use yeah. it and to behave in a way that we think is acceptable, and not realizing that, yeah, if I were to go to the south, no, right, <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> there is no, cool. they're looking at me like you ain't black, yeah. like yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I definitely loved um, the last episode. I appreciate a thousand percent um, Afrotina's um, perspective, um, being that she, you know, she's from that culture. So, um, and then she also, you know, was able to just share so much with yeah. us. Because for me personally, the first time that I um, uh, saw or experienced um, Pacific Islanders being addressed as appropriating black culture was actually on a Facebook post oh. from uh, Brother Oli. Uh-huh. I forget Oli's uh, last name, but most of his posts that I had seen previously were him having a hard time identifying as Pacific Islander yeah. and being accepted as a Pacific Islander. And then all of a sudden, he had a very, what I felt at the time was an aggressive post. Like, whoa, now he's coming for us? But this is how you know this is how we get down, and, you know? And... Um, I really had to just check myself and be like, nope, this is, you know, just because it's what has felt normal for us because of our upbringing, because of um, what we can relate to. Once somebody sets that boundary, it's very clear. Mm. Now it's very clear like that you are being, you know, I am feeling offended or I'm feeling however I feel like that's mine and it shouldn't be used in that way. Right. And then I feel like if we don't open up ourselves to identify that, recognize it and respect it, then we're being ignorant. Yeah. And especially when, um, you know, for us, we are um, we have been allowed on, on big platforms mm. to identify cultural appropriation and they've respected it. Well, you know, as far as Nike wanting mm -hmm. to use Tatao designs on their leggings. Right. And then the whole protest came in and we said, no, that's ours. Mm -hmm. You cannot copyright something that doesn't belong to you. And then they listened and they pulled it. Mm. You know, Disney saying, oh, we're going to put out this Maui costume. And then mm. the community responding saying, no, that's ours. Right. And then they're pulling it back. So what's the difference between that and, um, you know, black culture, them telling you that that's mm. mine. Yeah. And in a lot of spaces, they're not necessarily even saying give it back. They're just initially wanting to for you to respect that that yeah. that's mine right and we're not we have a problem with that like so i feel like you guys opening up the space to continue this conversation for our people to identify that especially when so many of us grew up in the same um in the same you know in the same areas here in san francisco right, us, right? we didn't grow up in in uh in san francisco but we grew up in south city mm -hmm. 
So a lot of things that I can relate to, I can relate to hip hop, rap, mm. yeah, soul. Yeah. I can relate mm. to the yeah. food. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Touch. Yes, and I can relate to the beauty of a black man. Mm. Oh, yes. oh, oh, um, oh, yeah. Happy find a little zaddy. Make a play, make a play. Yeah, that doesn't, but that, again, now that they're, the, the, it's, the platform is rising for them to be able to speak and say, no, that's not okay. Yeah. I feel like... Um, mm. We need to take a step back and recognize that and do the work for us to move forward in a way that's respectful of them. Mm. And they say one of the hardest things to do is to unlearn mm-hmm. what you what you know to be true, right? It and is it's tough. And it it's is. also tough to accept uh, responsibility, mm. right? Because it's like, I, I feel you, like with all these posts and with, all, with other posts, which is why I wanted to have the conversation, right? Yeah. It was like, man, it's kind of, uh, I'm feeling some kind of way. Yeah. So I was feeling, you know, just feeling some kind of way with with those kind of posts and people accusing us of, or like me feeling accused of appropriating black culture when I feel like um, I have been a part of black culture, but not as a black person, you know what I mean? Right, like just yeah. very rooted in it because of what I uh, grew up around and in and, the, and also thinking about the diversity. But I, with that conversation really helped me... Um, sort of see or what helped me see is that like the acknowledgement and the respect and the just the the just being cognizant of so many things you know concerning about like uh black culture and my my relation to it giving it the proper acknowledgement and respect um is how i am taking the responsibility yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of um, the cultural exchange, right, with with black culture. Yeah, because that was really uh, moving for me. Was just thinking about like how there's cultural appropriation, um, cultural exchange, and then uh, like uh, acculturation or assimilation, right? Yeah, where it's like, yeah, we're here in the diaspora, we're rooted in the diaspora, and so we grow up around a lot of things, right? We also grow up around like. Um, Chinese culture we also we also grew up around Filipino culture and then even within our Pacific Islander community you know we grew up with other islanders we like around Tongan folks Um, and I have such an appreciation for a lot of those communities that I grew up in close proximity to Um, because even as a Samoan right I always I always say I'm an honorary Tongan because I really love Tongan culture and I just love seeing how connected we are yeah and mm-hmm. very similar. And just drawing those distinctions, it's beautiful. Loi <laughs> Mata. If y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't know, we got Loi uh, Mata in the studio with us. We as we have two mothers with us. We know what it's like to do community work and uh, to be in these spaces. We gotta bring our babies with us. Yeah. And so Loi we Mata got, say hi, Loi Mata. We got our youngest. We got our youngest <laughs> guest in the house. <laughs> Uh, okay. And Sister Pua over there. For first year okay. Cappuccino High School. See you can't have a Loimata without a Pua. Two have to be. Yeah. But I mean, thank y'all for, you know, bringing that up about how the conversation impacted you because, um, you know, that's why we want to have these conversations yeah. is because we want. You know, we want to know how folks feel because yeah. 
we also brought up the fact that like there's just been you know these different uh threads on social media where a lot of uh, our island folks are you know just very staunch and like feeling like they have the right to say the n-word or like they're gonna keep saying the n-word mm-hmm. or that they got the black card and it's okay for them to say it right and so like to further the conversation and to push the envelope a little bit like we gotta have these conversations yeah, yeah. and then also to set boundaries yeah and i think the other thing that i really really liked about last week's show is um you know when afrotina she touched on colorism in our in the mm. pacific islander community she and, got a whole episode yeah, i know right? which, also, which y'all should go check out <laughs> also on soundcloud right also on soundcloud you know and um you know it's it's it is deeply rooted and i love that you know um one of the things that she shared was that 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 is for her, um, you know, the bigger issue. Yeah. That we're looking, you know, we're enjoying these beautiful parts in a way where we can be appreciated when we do enjoy it. But then we turn around and we have a certain perspective on black people. Mm-hmm. And so like that then and and that is very real. Like my, my grandmother, she definitely she tells my youngest daughter that she's so beautiful, more beautiful than her older sister because she's light skinned. Mm. Mm. And so I'm like, ah, yeah, you have lived long on this earth to deserve your own opinion, but <laughs> pick up battles, right? Pick up battles. <laughs> yeah. I also have to protect my daughter's heart because yes. she's very beautiful yes. in whatever skin tone that yes. she has. And I just that's just not mm. something that I want to perpetuate. Mm. Yeah. And I'm thankful that in in all those all those settings, whenever you know one of my aunts mm. or my uncles are around, they'll tell her. Yeah. And so they said, um, you know, kind of put it on my grandma's heart. Um, and I, I just think that that there needs to be more spaces where um, we are probing these questions because we don't yes. know until we know. Right. Right. And then um, and also for us to, mm. you know, all be just be mindful. Like, why? Why? Why is it that extreme? Like that tweet that you read, like, oh, all the, these people someone's who grow up in in america now that why are they why do they want to be black just be black we don't want you like right who are you speaking for right who who are you speaking for that yeah. we don't want like, yeah. i still want you i don't know what's right like, who right are you? who, who are, you are you to define like what, yeah, what do you mean like, by black right yeah and then um you know like and that's also like the hard part about the internet that everyone feels entitled to an opinion right jeez and everything gets taken out of context mm. but um when you open up spaces like this, this is the work and movement. Yeah. You know, this is love and movement, you know, that yeah, we yeah, are yeah. willing to grow and we're willing to learn about one another and respect these things that are in play. Word. So thank you guys for that. Thank you. Man, thank you, Afrotina and Fee, for and being, Fee. In the con- being in the conversation last week. Yeah. I know it can continue on. I'm glad we're able to further unpack that and also just remind ourselves about like being mindful and being cognizant mm. and respecting those boundaries. Cause I think one thing that was also said was just that like, there are hella other words that we can use. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be that one. Right. And <clears throat> it's not, it doesn't, we don't have to be so committed right. to like wanting the right to say that kind of word. And, and even to be um, accountable, like to do the work, to address anti-blackness in our community is that like if the like those instances come up 
right? Like how you're saying with your grandmother and how uh, a lot of people's grandmothers and, and, you know, grandfathers, they value whiteness versus yeah. blackness. Yeah. Right. And there's such a there's such a way in which, um, you know, chil- their children are treated, whether they're uh, more white presenting or more dark presenting, even if they they don't have any. uh um even if they're not part black, right? Mm-hmm. But they're just darker tone, darker yeah. skin. And, you know, this whole idea around like, oh, stay out of the sun, right? I'm because you don't want to get so black. I'm so tired of that. Right. So Stop looking like that. a vampire. Just go get your tan on. Like, Stop hiding away so you can have right. the fake non-tan when you know you're supposed to be brown. Right. Caramel, golden. Okay. Right? Embrace Love it. Love that melanin. And yeah. that's why even, you know, like just another like thing that comes from black culture, right? Like with that, song by Beyonce mm. and the other mm. artist uh, Brown Skin Girl right mm-hmm. like I love to play that because I want my nieces to be empowered to right, be yeah. uh, well one you know one is light skin and one is dark and I want them to both mm. love the color of their skin right yeah. love their hair love all of that because the, this world is going to try to uh, make them hate themselves right, right? and mm. so with songs like that that come from black culture it's like thank you for giving the world this gift that can be used in other cultures to, uh, ex- you know, uh, love and appreciate yes. their skin tone. Yes. Because that color, like anti-blackness and colorism is so real. In, it's real. In our Pacifica community and we have to do better and be better. Yeah, even with our father. Our father's name is Pemasa, but his nickname is Opi. And his nickname was given to him because his skin complexion is black. And so mm. they said he's black like opium. So oh, they what? call him for what he looks like mm. instead of what his actual name was. But if you know my father, you know he's like, ah, I got a cool story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this colorism? I don't know. <laughs> Look at me, I'm named after drugs. <laughs> like, I'm the real drug. That's his, like, that's, I love it. Like, that's how your name came. Because I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you love him. Yeah. Oh, Some of his stories, though, he does have stories uh for us of being in Samoa in Western Samoa in like I don't know, seventies, eighties yeah. maybe. And they're looking at him and they're looking at him like, Oh, you're a local, you're dark skin, you're not coming up in this club. Yeah. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. And he has to whip out his American passport because he's actually born in American Samoa. Oh wow. So then and then they're like, Oh, okay, now you can come in. And I'm wow. like, Are you for real? They're See? still doing that? See? In- yeah, and follow, like, I, I and just even he was able to get into uh, a, usually they had schools that's only reserved for Afakasi mm-hmm. kids, enough, yeah. But he had it. a family member who was able to get him into that school, and he's like the darkest person walking around in that school. I'm like, it, it, wow, that is crazy. It's so alive, like, dude, like grown that's like so recent, right? It's like really recent <sighs> history that it feels almost unbelievable, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, I remember that he he would always tell us too, like he had some um, Balangi friends growing up, and they invited him over to their house on a on when they were on break for school. He was they were his roommates in Washington, and they lived somewhere on the East Coast, and 
he said like they they pull up to this compound it's like huge and then like his little siblings come up to him and they keep rubbing his arm what the heck and he's like what are you doing and then he's like oh you're so dirty and he's like i'm not dirty and he's like i just took a shower and then they're like no but you're so like is that dirt like they they, they really they didn't know and so he had to tell them, wow. no, this is the color of my skin. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, so I, and for our dad, he really is like, he, but he can, he can share his experiences with such a light in his eye. Like, yeah. hey, and this is it, what happened, you know? Yeah. And, and he is, it's as though he, he's passed it or he, it didn't impact him in, yeah. in such a way. He didn't well, allow in, it to become a barrier for yeah, him, you know? That part. Right. Yeah. That part. I love it. Yeah. Shout out to Opie. <laughs> <laughs> if you come to the turkey run, you will meet him. Okay, we out. We out. We out. We'll You'll meet him and he'll try to beat you. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Man, another bro I got this week is this damn power outage. What's up with FML, bro? What's up with PG&E, bro? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I live in an area where uh, we weren't impacted. We weren't affected. Yeah. Um, but I seen the ones that were close was like San Mateo. Uh, shoot, that was that was probably the closest because everywhere else it's all these other yeah uh, cities, but but there was just such a an outrage in it's the, the news. The news tried to plant seeds and get everybody worried. Yes. It's like, hold up, yes. you're not even gonna you don't I, even have to worry. You're not even gonna fall short of that. What the heck? I yeah, know. this whole idea of oh my gosh, it's the purge. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, now, that's social supply. media. Social media, does. But I'm just saying, like you know, it makes it. Like oh yeah okay whatever power outages we have that all the time in Samoa <laughs> like that, what's new like that's how I was but, like I didn't grow up in Samoa but the but spin like, on it was like everybody needs to get ready like you're gonna be heavily impacted and then thankfully for us we were not right but you know, know it's even funny if we were it's like we could though I just right? read a meme that says you can't have purge without PG and E yeah, the internet is, really the internet is okay. ridiculous, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They just be going in on anything and everybody. It's hella funny, but like every you know, just with the news and everybody being in an uproar, like everybody getting water and batteries and flashlights and all that shit. I'm like, okay, I I, I don't feel I feel bad because should I be worried like this? Right. Should we be tripping like this? And then I think back to like how our people, you know, deal with this all the time in Samoa. Mm-hmm. How our ancestors are dealt with, like we can, we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of like other memes and things that I see mm-hmm. where you know it was like uh, Puerto Rico had to deal with uh, with uh, electricity and all this yeah. shit for way longer, yeah. right? Like people will be all right. Yeah, it's a few days. It shows how spoiled we are. <laughs> well, yeah. And even just remembering the Paradise and Chico area fires last year, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't want a repeat of that. So if it means mm. to be living without some electricity for a little while, okay, we'll take it. Right. Like, but also folks were saying too about like holding PG and E accountable and like doing better in the like planning and forward thinking. Right. Like, yeah. why was this the was why, why is this what what they resorted to? Could this have been prevented? Yeah. Could the, you know it's it's more about safety and uh, people's uh, livelihood versus profit, right? Because PG&E is an arm and a leg yeah. for real, you know? And so, I don't know. I just felt like there's some conspiracy shit too going on. And even like, I heard some, some PG&E workers were attacked. Did y'all hear about that? 
Did you oh, see that? Oh, no. no. No, I didn't hear about attacked? that. I heard they were having a, like a whole gala event up in Napa County. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Whining and dining. <laughs> what? Like, oh, what? The day before the... Yeah, the day like the, the day yeah before they were having the power outages, some type of event that they I don't know why they couldn't cancel it, but the timing, the optics was not cool. Like oh, we're gonna go park over here, and then we're gonna <laughs> turn off everybody's power. See, it's like when it's because they're in power. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because they have the ability to do those things, it's kind of scary. You know, the thing about like, damn, they could just shut our shit off whenever they feel like it. Is this a lesson they're trying to teach us? What what the hell's going on, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, it's about safety, but what's it what's it really about? I think like my bruh is more on our perspective than the situation itself. Like last year when you reflect, everybody was like, Oh, what can we do to help with the fires? Mm. And then whether or not this plan is the best plan or the most effective plan, like this is the plan. And yeah. now we're like, Oh my god, who said you could turn off my power? <laughs> yeah. I just oh, bought me. I didn't know I was gonna <laughs> be affected like this. Like oh, my battery is on like one percent. <laughs> <laughs> like and then if we look listen to ourselves outside of that, like how entitled do you sound? Like, right. oh my God, my eyes is melting. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not even, this is not even when it's happening or when you are in fact, this is a conversation that once the news hit, mm-hmm. then we're like, you know, rushed with all this like, with this uh, worry and, yeah. you know, this tension. Like, um, when don't you remember just last year, you were like, what can I do? Right. And to prevent people from losing their entire homes and, you know, having to relocate and that whole process. And now we're like, here's a PG&E, like, oh, yeah, here's a solution. And I do agree with them being accountable. But what we can do is change our perspective. Right. And, you know, I I, I love the, the memes and having a good joke off of it. I feel right, like that yeah. one... Uh, um, you know, you just got to cut people out your life. Like, <laughs> like PG&E. Like, don't, PG&E. don't be afraid like, to cut don't people off. Don't be afraid. You know, PG&E. <laughs> so perhaps that was the lesson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Oh, I'll receive it. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Like the culture. Yeah, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. But yeah, we built, we, we created the, this, the um, setting for it once the news hit so we have to be i feel like it it's more beneficial for us to control our reaction yeah uh until we can control the action until we're in that power okay, right okay come on Effie. yeah okay What's mayor word mayor <laughs> just saying I just saying are y'all sponsored by pg or something <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm from, I'm from san bruno we don't like pg right? Oh. right oh my goodness Oh, well, uh, y'all tap into these community announcements and we'll be right back. Someone Solutions would like to invite you to join us for the ninth annual 5K Turkey Trot for Charity happening November 23rd, 2019 at Brisbane Marina. Online registration is open now at www.5kturkeytrot2019.bpt.com. Dot M-E. You can also find the registration at our event website at www.tinyurl.com slash SSTurkeyTrot. This event is brought to you by Asian American Recovery Services, HealthRight360, Kaiser Permanente, Poly by Design, Sauce Nails, Nakoa Leather Company, Trader Joe's, For the Cultures Podcast, Toa Strength, T5 Moana, Dance Group, and Ainga Fitness. All right. 
we're going to enter into my favorite segment, the ICU segment, where we get to recognize Brown excellence, anybody who's doing great work um, out there in your community, whether someone that you know and kind of just in the mainstream life, a neighbor, a school teacher, a family member, a cousin, aunt, uncle, whatever it is. We want to just kind of make this time to just give visibility, to just show honor and shout out to whoever it is you guys feel like highlighting this week. So, Epi, do you have anyone you want to highlight this week for in our ICU segment? Uh, yes, I want to highlight um, Samoan scientist, and her first name is Amy, and I couldn't unfortunately find her last name, but you can find her on Instagram at Samoan underscore scientist, and she is a Samoan scientist out of New Zealand who has been doing work in um, Apia to kind of understand the science. Uh, what? The indigenous science back home. Nice. So she's also just recently started a podcast that's hey, on Anchor. Yes, where she's sharing her experience about becoming a scientist and then also offering platforms to other um, women and people in the field, I believe. So I got to catch up on her four sessions last night. They were awesome. Is it only on Anchor? I think it's on Anchor and Spotify. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we got we got Spotify. I now just that found we her. On there. I just found her. Yes, that's her. That's her. That's and then, dope. Uh, just really quick, my second ICU is my daughter Aaliyah Omavai. Hey. Uh, she's recently been just having some challenges with leadership in her school, mm. and then this past uh, Thursday, she was the MC for their um, class rally, and I just heard a lot of good feedback from um, her teachers and the principal, just that she did a really great job. So I see you, baby girl. She's mm. my hey. wife. Yes. Right on. Yeah, too. What about you, Fonga? Oh, you know what? I was thinking about all the friends that we have out there, but mm. then I just, I thought, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to do the shameless mama plug your kid out, uh, you know. That's right. Thing. My, my okay. son, Pemasa, he's, He's in the Air Force and he's overseas mm. in Germany, but mm. he's loved music for a long, long time. Mm. And so he's been producing tracks for people, um, oh, wow. just like hip hop beats and stuff really? like that. And he, you can find him on um, Instagram at uh, Mas, M-A-S underscore 2X. And then uh, his website is Prod by Moss, like produced by Moss. Prodbymoss.com, so P-R-O-D-M-A-S dot com um, slash, I think that's how it is. But anyway, we'll put um, the links up. he has some good, I I don't know, I think just being amongst like a multi-generational family, yeah. like the inspiration for a lot of his beats, a lot of the samples are like old school songs, hey. like stuff that our parents were playing and stuff like that, or even just his own style, but he's pretty... Yeah, he's he's got a pretty dope like um, ear for music mm. and pitch since he was a kid for a long time. So I love it. He's not the best singer, but he's a good <laughs> producer. He has an ear for music. Yeah, he does. And so there's Ma Pamasa Mas, and then there's Tia, and Tia. He's um, you can find him on um, Instagram at T T E number four MVP. Hey, and said he like a rapper. Most recently has been rapping. Hey. And like, so he's the rapper. Yeah, he's the rapper. And interestingly enough, I'm like, so if you're the rapper, why don't you just get together with your brother and have him make you some right? beats? Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, but we have two different styles. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. How, how That's how he? it goes. Tia is 18 okay. and Pamasa's 20. And they both are following their 
they're following what they love to do. Like, so Masa has a, a job, but, you know, music is the thing that he likes to do. And Tia has it? a job, too, and goals in his life, but he likes music, too. And, um, yeah, and their little sister, say Pua, who is here. Pua. She's my... She's my actual musician. Hey. She What's plays. Play she plays instruments. Um, she plays the guitar. She plays piano. She plays the ukulele. What? She plays drums. She plays all the music hey. and she sings. And um, she so plays the drums see. too. Like maybe Damn. you know, maybe having brothers that are making music right. will inspire. I see a to band. I see a music. <laughs> And we got Loy Mata about to be on the uh, the mic. Or, yeah. or the ones and twos. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I'm just so happy for the kids that they're all, yeah, um, like, sticking to what, you know, doing what they love. Because I just told them, you're going you're gonna to work until you die. Mm. Like, you know, when you get in the workforce, that's what you're going to do until you hit the dirt. So you might as well be doing mm. other stuff, too, that you actually love to do. Right. There it is. I see you, kids. I see you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. I know all your kids are so grown now. All <laughs> like, your, when's the last time you seen them? All your babies ain't babies no more. I mean, I've I've seen them uh, grow up, but I just remember them when they were babies. Babies, babies, like you know, like uh, five, six. Yeah, nine, they were ten. that young. They were you really them, young. Yeah, they were young, and now like, they're graduated from high school, just starting high school. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. It's that one up there. And it's good to have them, have them uh, in the studio with us. Because mm -hmm. that's what this space is, you know? It's a community space for us to just have conversation, even if we got the babies with us, even if we're going to feed the yes, babies Lord. on the mic. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody heard that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my ICU this week, it goes out to our folks, Gio Sifa and Eni. <laughs> also known as Chief uh, and Silencio Slap. Come on. Uh, they just recently uh, launched their their podcast Ooh. called Hella Vela, which they also do Hella on Vela Anchor. Mommies. They also do it on Anchor, or they do it via Anchor, but they are on uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And I think they're going to be on Spotify pretty soon and Google. Oh, they're going to be on all the platforms. But yes, definitely tap in with them. Hella Vela. On SoundCloud, it's so good to hear them back together again, and um, we get to get we get invited into a different um, uh, side of them, where they, we hear about what they've been through, what they've gone through, as well as them just being their their full comedic selves, right? They're just hella funny, and so um, I wanna I wanna recognize and give my ICU out to Chief and Silencio Slap any. Mm. I want to let y'all know, we see y'all. Yes. <sighs> All right, y'all. We're going to go into another break. Y'all tap into our announcements. We'll see you in a bit. Talofa Showalofa. This is your girl, Afro Tainit. And if you're looking for a podcast that has a Pasifika lens with a little bit of black cocosant more on it, then go ahead and go to SoundCloud and look up Afro Tainit, A-F-R-O-T-E-I-N-E, -E, and you'll find The Real Totala. I'm going to give you the capital T in The Real Totala. All right, y'all. We are so excited to hop into our Chop It Up section uh, where we get to chop it up even more with y'all about all things going on, especially with Samoan Solutions. Yes. Um, and so I just wanted to hop right into it with uh, this first question. I, I really feel like I'm 
building up these uh, these journalistic skills. <laughs> I'm not calling myself a journalist, but I feel like the 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 questions I'm trying to come up with are very journalistic ish, mm. right? Uh, so the proverbs, the Samoan proverb says, which means the path to leadership is through service. Mm. In y'all's experience, how has serving others formed your leadership? <laughs> Go ahead. <Ify. laughs> um, I feel like that's a super long answer for me specifically because mm. uh, service hasn't only um, formed my leadership, but it's uh, really just formed um, the value of my family. Mm. My girls have been alive since Someone Solution has been alive. Yeah. So this has been. You know, service has been a standard for them in our household because of Someone Solutions and us being able to serve in this capacity since they were young. Um, service also helped me um, to connect through resources uh, when um, their father and I were together and he was having um, issues with addiction mm. and stuff like that. And a lot of people or a lot of times we have the mentality of, oh, you fix it, then you come to the table. But through service, I was able to receive service yeah. and our family was able to receive service and healing at the time because we didn't allow it to isolate us. We used service as a means to stay connected to community. And then um, that allowed us to be able to heal and try wow. and repair our wounds. So I'm so wow. thankful of um, being able to um, have Teltua is one of our founding values and to be able to really just live that out and walk that out as an example for myself Hell and yeah. for my kids, you know, for my girls, because uh, Teltua is something that I don't want to die with me. Mm. Mm. Yes. You know, I want my kids to know that this is an expectation and then uh, that through that, there's a lot of values and qualities of leaders that you pick up along the way. Like the the um, goal is never, I think for most of us, is never to be a leader, a community leader. That's just kind of what happens right. in the natural process of you serving. Mm -hmm. You know, then you transition as our elder community leaders, um, you know, transition out, then we transition in. Mm. But I don't think anybody's ever like, I remember the first time someone addressed me as a community leader. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh no, my name is just Epi. <laughs> you know, I'm just doing could, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I'm just doing what because and that's how we look at it. Yeah. But once we establish service as um, you know, as a platform for us and our families, then it becomes this pipeline to grow leaders far past our, you know, our life here. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, because we are all on that trajectory up, right? Like, right, yeah, pretty yeah, soon yeah, yeah. we're gonna be elders. Come to it. <gasps> Do I, get to hold you? Do I get to hold you? Yay. <laughs> hi, say hi, Lou Okay, Kosis. Hi, Jelly. Hi, Jelly Bean. Yeah, we all are okay. going up that ladder. Jeez. Yeah, how about you, Vaughn? Uh, you know, I we're kinda in the same position because when we founded Someone Solutions, our kids were really young. And that's part of the reason why Danny, you know them so well. Like yeah. you've seen them everywhere we go, there they are. That's like, okay. and I, I feel like more than just being a community leader, I'm, like it started with being a leader within my own family mm -hmm. and having to, you know set that example and 
lead by example so that when my kids come up, they can see like, oh, yeah, this is just this is like normal. This it's is part normal, of our life. Right. This is what we're supposed to do. Mm. Um, and I, really, when you see a need, then you feel the need. So mm. like I want for my kids to have that and and ingrained in them so that you know instead of people telling you like hey you have to do this or you have to do that they can take initiative on their own mm. and they can yeah. they can see with the servant servant's right. heart that there's a need and fill it right. so yeah. and both of your kids are involved right in in yeah. what you that's come so 100 cool. yeah like they're voluntary it's a standard that y'all are yeah. upholding and i just want to say as somebody that's who's on the outside good. i love it you know has always been looking in like your children definitely are fruits of that labor mm -hmm. right and your children uh, are really those examples of the real modelship that y'all have uh displayed for them uh, and you see it played out right like um you just you, i don't know there's something about it yeah where it's like okay yeah those are epi's kids those are fungus kids and you know that they have this way about them because they've been rooted in in this uh community work right because y'all have brought them everywhere uh, to all the things you do and expose them to a lot and yeah i just want to say big ups to y'all for molding uh Luminati. <laughs> the Luminati, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, I, I know we've been talking, uh, we've been alluding a lot to Samoan Solutions. And so uh, tell us about how Samoan Solutions got started. You know, what What was this entity going to solve? Ooh. So there was, a, there was a couple of things happening in the community when we first came about. We... Mm -hmm. Had gone to uh, San Francisco Flag Day, which mm. we all know has been at Geneva Park Crock Amazon for forever. Yeah. But the particular year that we happened to go, it was it was not up to the standards of that we remember as right, kids yeah. growing up. Yeah. There wasn't a stage, what? and the. It used the to be lit back in the day. Yeah, it was. I yeah. love Samoan flag day. Volleyball, yeah. tournament, kiki, yeah. Yep. All the booths. The audio system was like it sounded like it was from somebody's the home. Food like booth there wasn't lit. enough enough food booths. There was like mm. not even that many vendors. One of our family members came all the way from Long Beach to be a vendor, and he was like the only vendor. Wow. Like so, it was really it had changed a lot, yeah. and for us. We saw that as, um, you know, we saw it as like, okay, this is something that needs to be happening, you know, in San Mateo County where we actually live, where our kids and families are growing up. But also it's like needing like to revive our, our culture right. so that we can care again. Yeah. yeah. That, this, that our flag day doesn't look like this and not even just flag day, but even. Was there a change in leadership that happened throughout the I'm years? I'm not even sure. We oh, just no, happened we, to go. I think, I think, we yeah, went I think because, there was. Yeah. I think we okay. went because our so family it, member was coming to be a, a vendor. So we went to support him because we knew he was coming. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I'm not even really sure about that. But it was just seeing the way that it was that the event was being held it was so different from what we remember and we're like okay is this what our kids have to look forward to you know mm. hopefully we can start some kind of cultural movement in yeah. San Mateo County and yeah and we just we decided okay we're gonna 
see how many friends we can rustle up in Epi's garage or people that are interested. And like our first flyer had uh, Chief Lawaki old school photo where he's pointing. The one the pointing. Like, yeah, where he's pointing. <laughs> like Uncle Sam, like I want you to come and join Salmon Solutions, which we, I don't even think we had a name at that time. Or maybe it was like, that was one uh, flyer. And then another flyer was actually like someone's painting of a fire dancer. Like, are you on fire for the community or whatever? Like we were just trying to, like, yeah, are you fired up? Like, you know, Grass we were trying organizing. to like, we were some for real grassroots or doing some for real grassroots organizing and we were excited at the possibilities of what we could do we, what we could offer to our cult our our community our local community yeah and there was also some things happening at ma at the time with the youth at um, Melo atherton high school and there was a lot of things happening in our pacific island community all up and down the peninsula that we right. felt like it was time to establish a someone organization in our county that just just in our county just so that it, it can be accessible to the people that live in our in San Mateo County. Yeah. Like so if you don't have means to get all the way to San Francisco to get services, you can find us. Mm. So That's what's up. Yeah, and so for our um you know, in our upbringing, um we, our grandparents on our mother's side, our first generation you know, here in America that traveled from Samoa and, and mm. um, settled here. So there's always been a connection for me personally where, like, Bay Area is my home. Yeah. I was born here. Um, I grew up here. Even when I went back to Samoa, I always had the longing to be here. Mm. And now it's the opposite. But, you know, <laughs> so, like, right. for, like, that, that event, when we showed up to that flag day, it was just, for me personally, I was just like, man, this this is completely different than what, um, you know, was in play when our grandparents came. Yeah. And so I could be critical and I can have a, a thousand opinions or I can poke a bunch of holes or I can do the work. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to be about that action. So. And y'all definitely have been in action. How long, how long have y'all been in action? This is our 12th um, service year. So we... We started in 2008 and, yep, in September, like September 24th and it's been the same or floor. something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so early on, like, it's, so this is part of that whole, like, let's be about the action thing. Um, people hear Salmon Solutions and they're thinking, like, it's this whole army of people. But really, like, what we have been able to do to sustain our programming is make partnerships with mm. other Love existing yeah, yeah, yeah. groups out there. So besides the two of us, Sekio um, Fuopopo, who's a resident of San Francisco, he's another one of our board members. But really, it's just like the three of us, plus all of the partnering agencies and all the friends that we made all along the way. Yeah. But just because it's the three of us and partners doesn't mean that we're not actively looking for people. Like, if you are listening to this podcast and you want to be in someone's Solutions, please go. come. Plug it, plug <laughs> it. Because part of, like, what Epi was saying about um, leading is also that we want to be able to pass on our programs to somebody else. Mm. Like, at some point, like, we're not trying to hold any programs and keep it to ourselves. We want to share all the resources that we have. And so if you're up and coming and you're thinking about getting into community work, we will gladly have you come and join our team. There's so many different elements to mm-hmm. Someone Solutions and how we're moving nowadays, especially with social media and 
all types of things that 12 years ago didn't even exist. I right. feel like when we started, it was MySpace. Yep. <laughs> right? Was Do we MySpace? Have a MySpace? Yeah, it was MySpace. I think it was MySpace. So now there's so many different things that are happening. And even we've, a lot of the stuff that we've done has been creative like brainstorming stuff. So yeah. we're not even like geniuses at this community work type of stuff. We're just like, okay, somebody needs um, help paying for their kids' tuition for private school. How are we going to get them that money? Oh, well, let's do like a letter writing campaign or let's do whatever. And now we're going into year 11 of Numanai education gift and funding kids' education. But really creative minds, um, people who are looking to collaborate, those are all the types of people that we would love having as part of Samoan Solutions. And there's no, um, uh, you know, what else was I going to say? Oh, we're, because we're a volunteer group and we're still really grassroots, um, you know, it's not like you have any type of financial obligation if you join us. It's just, just show up and be yourself and help out where you can. I love, uh, can you speak a little bit more about how even, because even the work that, or even the time and energy you all put in is voluntary, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, how does that work? So y'all don't y'all don't get paid for any of this, right? This is just to be. Uh, oh yeah, people a think service. that Someone Solutions is our job, but Epi works for Covenant Aviation. She has a job. She has a job. <laughs> Epi has a job, and I have a job. I'm a early childhood educator, so. This, the Samoan Solution is not my job. It's what I love to do. Come right. on. Right. So, you know, if you're down for that volunteer work, then, you know, we're, we are definitely here and you you could be a great service to us. And really, like, for the first time in, like, 12 years, I was just going over my resume and, like, oh, time to update the resume. And, like, if you really want to learn some skills, all types of skills, I highly suggest... Um, Doing like internship with nonprofits, mm. yeah. like any kind of nonprofit yeah. organization. So There's so many different so things true. that you can learn from a nonprofit. <laughs> right. Like it's just amazing. Like I, I, because I had to sit down and go over my resume, I didn't even realize how much stuff I learned in this community work. So, mm. yeah, yeah, and I, and I feel like a lot of the misconception when people see our name is that um, that we're there's a huge. Um, you know, membership. Mm. No, there's three of us and our right. children. There's three of us and our children, and Sekio has no kids. So you do the math. <laughs> the other thing is that we get paid, and um, and we don't. Uh, right. We always want. Uh, part of that is because we want it to be heart motivated for us. Whoever is in leadership, once we leave and comes in, we hope that they keep the same format mm. because. Once you are relying on this to provide for you, mm. it um, you know it definitely changes the dynamic of it. I'm not saying that it's bad to get paid for doing community work. I'm just saying it changes the dynamic. Yeah. Mm. And so, oh, that's that hurt um, You bit. have certain deliverables that <laughs> yeah. are mandatory, not optional, but mandatory. So, right. um, you know, Damn. just with that mindset, and and then I think the other thing that. Um, is um, a big perception is that Salmon Solutions is Epi and Fanga. Mm. No, no, no. Salmon Solutions is just a vessel that we're part of to push the needs for our community and provide solutions. But this is the community's organization. We don't have rights to this. We don't own this thing. We don't want to own this thing in the future. We want it to live past us. And in order for us to do that, like Fanga said, we have to bring up people behind us to continue this work. We can't be like 
this is my Illuminati or this is my Falun I did it. So things that we do, it's always about, um, you know, uh, motivating new leaders yeah. and putting people in positions where they never thought they would. Like, I remember we asked uh, Nane to be part of the crew for Falun and he's looking at us like, me? Yeah. No, yeah, you, man, because you came last time and now, you know, let's put you in play and then start getting people thinking in that way because those are the three um, misconceptions that people, a lot of people, especially when you've been around for 12 years. Right. People just think like, oh, there's a whole bunch. Because y'all, I mean, yeah, no, y'all have not. sustained. Yeah. That's, what's, that's what's beautiful is that y'all have sustained this long with a small crew, right? And, and it's because, of, I mean, for me, what I'm just really uh, gaining is that it's because of your values and because of uh, your outlook and your perspective. Like, and I, you mentioned earlier that one of your main values is what are the other values that you all operate within? Oh, for someone's solutions or for me personally? Uh, both. Because I think they apply, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Aloha, Ngangana, Samoa, and And translated all those things. Uh, oh, Aloha means love. And Ngangana, Samoa is our native tongue, Samoan language. And Fa'aloalo is respect. And then, yeah, just for our, our listeners who might not know it. <laughs> yeah, and Tautua means service. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Luminae means future. Right. Yeah. And I think the only other thing outside of that, um, or one of the only other things that is very prevalent in my life and that sustains me is my faith. Mm. And mm. so I'm able to um, move the way that I do because of God's grace. Mm. That's just simply, okay, very preacher. simply put for me because I'm not, I'm not qualified. Yeah. I'm definitely not qualified. I have a full, um, you know, one sheet certificate from Job Corps Education. That's my past high school. That I've not gone to college. I've not. Um, mm. I don't work in the field of uh, nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've learned, it's just um, called to do it, and then. As you go. Yeah, yeah, learn as we go. I'm not supposed to be here. So, yeah. Two servant hearts right here Yay. for real. Man, I'm just, you know, I'm so. 12 years, wow. I'm so struck by um, everything y'all both just delivered because, um, you know, I have been in the uh, the nonprofit game for a minute. I'm not, I'm not in it right now, but I'm working alongside it. But I am definitely uh, have roots in it. And yeah. there has been. Um, moments where it it did become personal and it did become mm-hmm. very like mm-hmm. uh, feeling like entitled and uh, because you know a lot of like love and sweat and tears and uh, brain power went into creating different things mm-hmm. and yeah. to have those things uh, n- not stripped from you but to have to walk away from it because of uh, personal uh, views, right? Like, it was definitely hard. And it got personal to the point where it was like, that was my, you know, like, that was mine, that was ours. Um, and, you know, it kind of just has eaten away at me. But to hear you all say that, like, because I, I definitely do associate Samoan Solutions with Epi and Fongo. And I do remember the days, you know, when other folks uh we're active too, and it's okay that they're not. Yeah, um, it is. It is okay, though. right? Yeah. Yep. But uh, but I definitely do associate it with y'all. But to hear y'all say that like this is not ours, mm-hmm. 
we are just um, two beacons of light, you know, uh, working in the uh, working with this vessel to create for our community and hopefully yeah. pass it on. Mm-hmm. It's know, just beautiful. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and just in our infancy stages, I really want to just recognize uh, Dave Mineta, Ursula Anciotanga, and uh, Maurice Goodman. Wow, yes. These three community leaders, They, um, you know, when you get into a space and you do this work and you're, uh, when we initially started, we sat down with a lot of our leaders and tried to um, engage with them conversations about how come we don't have something in play already, what's yeah. in play, why is it not working, and so... A lot of things came up, and then when we were like, okay, we identified the need, now let's try and find supporters. It gets exhausting trying to yes. explain Jeez. why you right. need to be served. Right. And it yeah. gets exhausting trying to um, explain what the need is. But we came into these places with Anne, who happens to be someone, mm-hmm. but Dave Mineta is not someone, right. and uh, Maurice Neither Goodman Maurice, is yeah. not someone, but they got it. Yeah, they got it, and they opened up their doors in whatever capacity they had to help us establish something uh, that will, you know, that has been able to live for twelve years. So we're definitely wow. thankful for their leadership and for um, their generosity of their knowledge and their space and their um, community building there expertise. Was, there know. was such a sweet twinge of nostalgia when you brought up those names right? <laughs> especially with Dave and of course Urs um, and, and Dave Manetta he's just been dope ever ever since I met him around yeah. that same time mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. even when he went to the White House and stuff he never he never switched up because when I was able mm. to see him in Washington D.C. he was like hey come on you know I'll give you a tour and all that and took us out to eat all oh, love yeah thank yeah. you for calling them into this space I mean like wow. <laughs> it it was refreshing. It was refreshing to run into people of their caliber that were just, you know, allowed us to just take a breath and be like, right. okay, yeah. thank you. Well, and even they nice. really helped us with our organizational structure too. Mm. Like we don't know how to start a nonprofit, how to file papers, what we're supposed to file, right. and even other people that helped uh, contribute to our, you know, founding documents our founding vision and mission and values some of those people include your mom yeah. Nani Wilson yeah. and Neil Vevela was in they were in the room a lot of the times when we were trying to develop our vision and our mission and values as well as John and uh, Tofi Violi mm. oh yeah so those are like folks that they were they were excited to help us and they you know especially your mom she's been with us this whole time yeah <laughs> she's been rock we've been rocking with your mom the whole time she's always she been, been rocking with us. us too <laughs> yeah so you know we really it's really been um about the relationships that we've built up with mm-hmm. people and people that saw what our mission and vision and values were and were in the alignment and we're yeah. like yeah we want we want to support that because we're we're thinking the same thing too that's so dope I know uh, we've mentioned it. We've mentioned it a few times. The mm-hmm. Luminati Education a Gift. Uh, can you tell us about what that is? Uh, so the Luminati Education Gift is um, a monetary gift that's funded by the community, that um, is given to students of Samoan descent. So it started because a Samoan parent asked us if we knew of any scholarships because mm. their middle school graduate was um, going to be attending a private high school. 
and he did all the work academically, athletically to get in, but they were having trouble financially supporting him so that he could continue his education in the spot that he was awarded. Mm. So um, we were looking into resources, then there was nothing or there was very little or... Um, they had already been taken up by the um, community of A's in the API. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, because a lot of those, a lot of those scholarships are designated to Asian and Pacific, Pacific Islanders. Yeah. 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 Okay, I see. And so then we were kind of looking into, well, you know, how big is the need? How many students are going to private high school? And then we found out that there was a good amount of them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of our students had Sarah at uh, Reardon, Sacred Heart. Yeah. Yeah. And all over the so, place. Um, there were like, okay, there's a need there. And then naturally, we always know that there's a need to support our high school seniors who are entering into a two-year or four-year university. Mm. So those were the two initial um, categories of Luminati when we launched it. And Luminati means um, future. Mm -hmm. It's one of uh, Someone Solutions' core values. So it was kind of an um, easy fit as far as uh, the name. Um, mm. Calling it a gift nice. was strategic because um, at the time Dallas uh, Teo had shared with us that scholarships have to be um, reported oh. and that that affects their ability to qualify or not qualify for financial aid for some of these students. So we didn't want that to be a factor. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, we had we built the whole um, selection process and uh, the application process and we established that and um, and then uh, you know we opened up the call to the community to mm. see if anyone is willing to invest in these amazing students and every year the response has been overwhelming for us nice. mind you it's not um, you know like this is not like a billion dollar fund yet yeah right yet, yet. not yet. yet but that can be the goal though uh, yeah right. I mean like when you're going from um, not having any kind of space and not knowing who will support our kids academics right. to even seeing one person connected or not connected to our community and say okay I want to give ten dollars or I want to give five dollars it's like man thank you for yeah. selling so seeing our yeah, kids yeah because Luminati and, is totally crowdsourced crowdfunded right. yeah so. Yeah, um, we've done some fundraisers to like jumpstart, like kickstart the the funding campaign each year. But really, most of the donations come from people we know, people who know students who needed help in the past. Like just anybody, even people outside of the barrier, people in Korea and oh, wow. all over the place. <laughs> we've had people yeah. donate from all over the world. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, you know, we, while we're here, uh, how can people invest? How can people donate to the Luminati Education mm. gift, gift Award? I love the fact that you just shared that. Yeah. The, the word gift was strategic. I, I know, right? I love strategery. Strategery. Strategery equals sustainability. Okay. I'll tell you. Say that. So, yes. so let us know. How can people um, donate or invest? So at this current time, we do not have our uh, crowdsourcing page open, but you can always send um, a PayPal donation and indicate in the notes section that it's for Luminati, um. and we'll make sure that it goes to the fund. Uh, for now, but in January, possibly uh, in December, you can have a lookout for um, either Fanger and I will have an opportunity to run a Facebook donation. Yes. Right? And yeah. then, yeah. But year round, you can always donate um, through PayPal or you can send a check 
payable to Samoan Solutions to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 5353, South San Francisco, California, 94083. Nice. What's the PayPal? It's just our email? Yeah, you can find it on, uh, um, under our name, Samoan Solutions, or our email, Samoan underscore solutions at yahoo.com. Oh, we'll definitely go. put all the links in this uh, episode's notes so that if you all want to donate, you can definitely just go to the notes and click on there so that we can uh, support our young people and their education. And before we transition to a different or move on to another topic, I did want to say that um, the Luminati Education Gift has um, welcomed um, different categories based on the need. One of the first ones that we expanded to was the middle school category. And that was because we identified the need to experience our or to expose our students at an earlier age to applying for scholarships. So the scholarship process. Nice. So we opened it up to all middle school students of Samoan descent in the San, or San Francisco Bay Area. And you can um, be awarded an in-kind gift card, which has typically been $200 um, <laughs> for you to put towards yeah. your okay. education. And then it, al- it allows you the opportunity to get um, experience in applying for scholarships. So then the next right. um, category that we opened up was Luminati Art Ed. And that was um, that's open to middle school all the way through high school students to nice. um, be able to support our um, artists. Yes. So if you are an Come artist on. out there and you're in sixth grade to 12th grade, this category is for you. You know, you, you create a piece um, that uh, answers why your Luminati is important to you. And right. then you submit accordingly so um be on the lookout for that and then yes. just recently just last year we opened up the help me what's the uh so we have a scholarship uh category for um transfer students out of two-year college institution to four years mm. oh that is so that's our yes. newest category yeah because we had a lot of people saying oh so you're supporting kids going to college what about kids who are already in college and for a while we were like well they're at an age where they can get a job and support their own <laughs> college but that was pung as like in the pocket answer. yeah but <laughs> then we realized oh, no that mercy. you know it's still really expensive even yeah. if you are an adult and then also some of our student athletes are like not even allowed to have a job yeah so um having so a scholarship for transfer students and especially if they're making that jump to a yeah. four-year university and it's a lot it's it a lot yeah. of money and it's a lot of time and effort that you put in to get there so that category is actually named um the Let's see. It's named after our wonderful friend, Vika, after his brother. It's called the Matthew David mm, Palaika yes. Social Justice Gift. Oh, that is what's so. so mm. Yeah, and that gift actually was birthed, or it was it was brought more to the forefront for us because of uh, an event that happened at UH Manoa with our um, PI students who... They were uh, recent transfers. Yeah, they were oh, recent yeah. transfers. Yeah. With uh, Reno and all of them. Yeah. 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 And because um, City College and uh, CSM are feeder schools into, into UH, UH right. that became, um, you know, when that issue came up, one of the things that they that was very clear in that meeting was that we are struggling financially. Yeah. And so the get a job yeah. was no longer <laughs> the best good. answer. <laughs> yeah. It was no longer the best answer. Yeah. We could no longer here. just say, yeah. Yeah. they'll be okay. You know, right. we really had to um, be 
inclusive of um you know of, of their needs because again they're the the closest ones to take the reins right so. i just want to say that there is such a common thread throughout all of the way in which you serve you know our community and and definitely what i see uh within your service is just like always wanting to address the gaps right always wanting to address the the mm-hmm. needs um, and one of your core values uh, is Nagana Fasamoa, right? Yes. And you all have uh, just completed your second year of putting on the production mm-hmm. of Fangomo Samoa. And so I just wanted to ask you all, like, how has that experience been providing such an opportunity for our community to engage in not only a, uh, you know, a, a theater production but also to engage in a theater production about our uh, creation stories mm. about our stories of Samoa about Fangongo um, because I that's just really awesome that y'all have put that that kind of uh, that kind of um, opportunity out there for our community to engage in because we usually see these kinds of things popping out of New Sila, right? Mm, yeah. And here we are, yeah. community folks, you know, like, I mean, not me, y'all. <laughs> putting what this us? on, <laughs> putting this on, like, how has that been for y'all? Oh, man. Uh, like, Mata got something to say to that. What'd you say? Mata is on Fongongo, baby. She's on Fongongo, baby. What'd you say? What? She was oh, in okay. the Wombi, uh, hearing all the beats from the Pake. And, uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. She was, the Fango was fully pregnant with her when we first decided to take this project on. And so. 2017, yeah? Yes. Or 16? Six, mm. No, 17. 18. 17, 18? Yeah. Oh, 18. 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. 17, 18. So, one of the things that, um, because, oh, because, um, we are volunteers. Uh, we have to be very strategic and uh, resourceful with our time. And because we both have our, our parents and we have nine to five. So mm. when things come our way and people say, hey, there's this need, if we can't do it initially, we'll, it's always on the back of our mind. And this is, comes with like programs, projects, needs, even relationships. Like yeah. people will come up to be like, hey, let's collab. And then they might not hear for us for another three years. And then something will happen and we'll be like, hey, this is the time. And mm. that's exactly what happened with Fangongo Samo. Nice. The author who is our aunt, the amazing um, yes. author, poet, uh, diabetes awareness and prevention. <laughs> she is all things. Sia uh, Figuel, who, and yes. she is also my oh. birthday buddy. Oh, your birthday buddy? Yes. <laughs> she is the author of Fangongo Samo. Yes. And so, man, I want to say 2005. It was the year of dad's uh, 70th or his birthday. What year was that? That was that was two thousand and I don't know. What is it now? Fourteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> two thousand <laughs> and uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So two thousand and fourteen is when Sia originally wrote this script. It was performed at a Utah um, Flag Day, uh-huh. and then after that, nothing else. But she gave us the opportunity. She said, "If you ever need it." Yeah, my blessing, you guys go ahead and use it. So it's always been on the back burner, like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. But timing just seemed to align right. Thankfully, with the generous support of the San Bruno Community Fund. Mm. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, They awarded us a grant 
in 2017 that allowed us to roll out the program in 2018. Yes. And so they have been how we've been able to sustain this program for the past two years and hopefully for this coming year. Um, it also gave us an opportunity to think of not only the production side, but how else do we want to engage and offer space for us to grow, for our people to grow. So the first year, right, right. we were facilitating these workshops yeah. on our own. Wow. And so it was the workshop side of uh, the Fangongo Samoa program, and then there was the production. Mm. And the hope was that the whole production and the crew would come to these workshops, and then it's open free of charge to the community. Um, and then we realized quickly that it was tough to facilitate and to teach dances and to learn light sound sell tickets, all this other stuff. So this year we were able to open it up to have guest facilitators come in. Mm. And it's mm. been amazing. This last year we had uh, Sis Kiana yeah. yes. from up in uh, Washington. She actually shot straight down to facilitate her workshop after, you know, being after here. After recording with us. Yep, yep. recording with you guys. <laughs> we had um, Amanda Stowers of Afkasi Prince yeah. who came in and yes. did rubber stamping, which uh, was is a very similar technique to um, the creation of siapo uh. or top of cloth in our, in our culture. Um, who else? Emangi um, Lawa and uh, Rona Stanley, they facilitated an initial workshop for um, Siva Samoa. Uh, Y'all did oh, a and painting. Then, um, yeah, we had the I Paint Fango, yeah. which I Paint is a um, Samoan-owned business out of uh, Tracy, and that's uh, Rochelle Sua, right? And she um, facilitates art workshops just like yes. you know those uh paint and sip kind of kind of deal but yeah. it's one of our own so it was really that that one in particular was one of my favorites this year because her whole family came out to watch her do this class because it's the first time they were invited into a pi space to do it for our own people wow like wow. she had been um uh, hired by like women's groups and you know just birthday parties for other people but this was that first time that uh, they were able to do this for our own. And so their dad, who is a pastor, which yeah. if you know in our community, that's like some pretty big. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty it's big thing a, yeah, to have a, a pastor just make his way all the way from Tracy and come and sit in this class to. Pastor Ted. Yeah, yeah. just to be there in support of his daughter. That, that yeah. was awesome. And then they were just amazing at at um, not being so judgmental on our non-existent straight um, uh, tribal lines. <laughs> <laughs> and we did turtle and shark and my turtle kind of looked like a worm. No judgment here. But it's amazing yeah. um, that Fangongo uh, was able to happen in this way. And then it was also uh, different for us to go into a project and program that was fully funded. Mm. You know, yeah. usually we're making the program and doing the funding, like fundraising, simultaneously yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it was it was better. To, I mean, not better, but it was a different kind of uh, mode to work yeah. with this. Yeah, it was. It was like the year one we had the funding, and so we had that like. Like, um, you know, with that piece that, like, yeah. oh, yes, we have the funding. But then there was so much to learn. Yeah. Like, so much to learn. We had never put on a production before. Of course, we've danced before. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've all been in uh, White Sunday plays. <laughs> yeah, right? This but, Sunday. Um, this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But we were never right? ready. <laughs> we were, like, participants. We weren't the teachers or the people behind yeah. there. Yeah. So on my side of the house, there was a lot of things that I had to learn about lighting, and sound and um, 
promoting the event because my job is to run all of the logistics of uh, of Fangwo. <sighs> So it was a Damn, lot. And that then, is a lot. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, and then my job is the, the music and the dancing part. And so that's why Loi Mata was at every single mm-hmm. rehearsal. Loi <laughs> <laughs> She was in the room and we're at rehearsal. And so the kid, yeah, she knows the sound of Samon uh, Pake. But just that's even hard for that was it's a lot uh, because we wanted to get back to that old school, like... Um, if you're performing, you are the singers. Yeah. Instead yes, of yeah. playing a track. And right. we were so lucky to have um, Lala Dance Company um, help mm. us with the drums. Mm. And also Emangi was main leader on drums and music. But just having that live music, it made such a big difference. And and forcing the, the, the actors to learn all the songs, uh. that made a big difference too. Because these are like old school songs. They didn't know how they're connected to any of the legends. Mm. But now they know. Now they do, right? Now that's, they know. That's the that's the beauty uh, of being a um, what do you call that? Being a spectator, mm-hmm. right? Like not having a hand in it, but being able to sit and not only see the the produced product, but to know what happened in the background. How you all have put out so many calls to the community to come out and be a part of this. And uh, I heard you say that you all might be working on the next. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. the next session of it of it all, and so how can folks get connected to be a part of Fangongo so that there can be more hands on deck to help with different things and to also help alleviate? Like, I just want to uh recognize the both of y'all to say that I see y'all, you know, because right? y'all putting in a Wearing lot of many work. hats. Yeah, hella hats all at once, and you, I mean, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but your cool was just kept. And you just you seen the bigger picture, and you kept kept moving forward and putting this on because you could have doing the towel and been like, okay, I can't do this, but that's never an option. And I think that that yes. that translates to all of your all of your work y'all have done. So, how can folks get um, connected if they want to help out and be a part of Fangong? Uh We will know for sure. Um, by this de- December. Okay. Um, and then folks can look out on our Facebook pages, uh, which is Someone Solutions. And then on Instagram, um, at Someone Solutions, we'll be posting an initial... Um, casting call. Yeah, casting call. Nice. Most likely in February. Okay. Possibly as early as January. And um, I just wanted to share this post that Fallon created while we were in the middle of Tech Week, just so that people have an understanding, like she said, today was exciting and overwhelming. Familiar territory for the start of Tech Week. I'm so thankful for the word today, which is Psalms 4610. Um, and Tech Week, if for those who um, may not know, that's when we're in the studio full um, dress. Uh-huh. Everyone's being prepared, and it's usually for us been like the two days before we go live. And so trying to facilitate people, our cast uh, members' schedules, trying to make sure that we have the stage set and the costume set, like it is overwhelming. It's definitely not an easy task for us to do. Um, but, you know, like you said, we don't give up. We don't give That's up, but then we called. also, yeah, we're called to do this work. But we also are, are asked if if you're not able to, to attend and participate, we ask that you don't, um, don't be that one that's going to, you know, like 
just have that super critical eye because um, you know, like like we like we have clearly stated, we are not a dance co- and theater company. It's so a that community standard, production. yeah, it's a community yeah, production. Yes, and uh, a lot of times we have that mentality of oh, it doesn't look like this, it doesn't look like that. If that's what you feel, come join us. Mm. Come join us and do this work with us come because on. that's the best way. Instead, that that's more valuable than your opinion. Yes, mm. okay, so say that. Say, say that. that. <laughs> if you feel like oh man, that sound was off, come be our sound guy because right. I can't do this all. Right. You know. And if oh. um, I think the other thing too that I just wanted to highlight that this year we were able to um, write in new legends so that there's uh, aspects of the show that are different and it was really fun we got to uh, introduce Mosul the Giant and that was fun you is that the that? one Nani? Nani yeah, was yeah, yeah. Was the giant. Yeah, yeah on the stilts yeah and so even just like trying to creatively figure out how we're gonna put we, we kind of just like throw Nani like oh Nani will be on the stilts <laughs> like, he'll be fine with that like you know and then yeah, Nani's like good. shout um, out to Nani never been on the stilts before but okay <laughs> like, like well you're the most responsible guy here so mm. yeah you're going on the stilts yeah mm. but it, it's fun so if you're you know there's so many different ways that you can be involved in Fangongo if being on the stage is not your calling or not your uh, preference yeah you know we need help with music we need help with costumes we need help with um, with uh, the ticket sales and promotion side of the house. We need help with uh, folks who are interested in writing and telling our stories because that's another beautiful thing about Fangongo is that it's us telling the people about us. Yeah, It's not someone else that has uh, seen the script and just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is our diverse cast of right. someone legends or right. Right. Moana by Disney. You know, like, <laughs> this, is, this is us. Like, this is us. And we get to, we get to have this space. This is inspired, you know? Yeah, we call you guys to come out and, and, and join the ranks because it's – and it's definitely fun all the crew and cast members that have been involved there's this this kind of this camaraderie that we would have never been together in the same space otherwise if it wasn't for that's true yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have smile. the best rap parties. <laughs> yes, y'all do. We do have some the awesome. Those are always fun. Yeah, it is. It's and a it. good time. It's a good time to see you all. Let your hair down yeah. and really celebrate in the work that you all put into it. I know there's nothing like that sigh of relief of yes. having completed, you know, a big task at hand. Yes. And y'all have just, you know, we've gone over a lot of the great work. We've only just scratched the surface of the great work I that know. y'all have been putting in for 12 years. But I feel like we got a lot of, a, a lot of good points. And I just want to ask y'all one last question uh, before we uh, start to wrap it up is... is um. I guess it's one, it's like two questions wrapped into one. What has been the most rewarding? Um, yeah, what has been a, the most rewarding and the most challenging uh, for the both of you as individuals in doing this, in doing your tautua? Oh, okay. With, let's, with just, uh, let's, just, let's start with the challenging. Okay. I'm going to say that the most challenging has been trying to balance because just because if it's uh, all volunteer work and you still have a job to do, like your regular nine to five and you have a family, uh, it's it can be hard sometimes, especially if you want to attend every single mm. event that's out right. there. Like you have to pull yourself back and remember like, OK, you can only you can't be in three places at one time. So, you know, you have to really be intentional with your time and your resources and so balance is definitely a challenge because like, if you 
don't take time for yourself or time to just, you know, organize all your schedules and everything, then you find yourself burnt out. Yeah. Mm. Like, just mentally and like, you know, and then you're like, oh, I don't even know if this is worth it. Let me just give up. Yeah. So that's a challenge. You're hella making me think about what have the mental health impacts been uh, for being so dedicated and committed, you know? Yeah. And I think what you're saying, definitely balance, huh? It's help. And I think that, that that goes with like anything, right? Like, it, like so we have a generation of grandparents, like they're they're always doing stuff at church. Yeah. But like balancing your church life with your family life and your work life, it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. And so. I think uh, one of the leaders that really just put that on our radar or very, very early on was Neil Vetvel. Mm. Neil told us like, you know, don't get burned out. And he and he had the you know the foresight to already see self care. We were running, right. yeah, he yeah. We like, were running at a thousand miles and and trying to put on all these hats, and so he gave us that wisdom, like you know, like you know, if you need to take a break, take a break, but come back. Mm. Don't be gone for too long. Like so, I really appreciate Neil's um, advice, because at the time when when you hear that early, so early on, when you're full of ambition and motivation to just heal the world, right. you're like, yeah. oh, that'll never happen. Ooh, then life will smack you in the face. Yeah, and real good. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And you got to turn out the cheek. Yeah, and you're like, I'm feeling, what is this word? Oh, burnt out. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I feel like one of the challenges for me is, um, uh, for Someone Solutions is uh, our manpower. Mm. Um, because I, I'm really big on systems and um, establishing systems and, and uh, strategies that are going to sustain us. Yeah. But the reality for me is that if there's no p people to execute these strategies yeah, 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 and yeah. these um, methods, right. then there's no use. So challenge-wise, it's definitely been um, finding people that are willing to come in and just be about that action with us. And the most rewarding thing for me has just been... Um, all the many different outcomes and relationships that have built um, mm. that we've been able to build build outside of um, of just our normal circle by being in community work. And then the second part to that is seeing folks like you guys who just like us had a vision and you jumped mm. and you did it because it's definitely it's not easy thing to do. Right. There's so many things that will come and 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 impress upon your mind like you know don't do it you don't have enough people you don't. You don't have a mic. You don't have, you know, who are you? And so I, I really, really feel like it's so rewarding and refreshing to see folks like, you know, you, Danny Boy, and Bex just say, hey, we have a vision for a podcast. We're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, or, or even with Essence of Mana. Yeah, I have a vision yeah, yeah. for a space for people to heal for their mental health. And, and I'm going to get this group together, you know, through these awesome folks. Yeah. That are, like, we need more people that are willing to take the jump. And so... It's very rewarding to see it when it happens in action. Yeah, yeah there's you. been a lot of programs that just come come out, not from us, but just out yeah. in the community. And I would like to hope that it's because they see like things that are already going on. Like, okay, they're doing this. I can do that too. Yeah. Or, you know, or I can do something different. I mean, why am I going to limit myself when, you know, I have this vision, I have this goal, um, yeah, that's probably been the most rewarding part of Samuel Solutions. We've made so many connections with so many people. Um, yeah, so it's been good. And we're, even though manpower is a challenge, like we, I'm almost going to be an empty nester pretty soon. I get two kids leaving the house and 
I had to make another one so I can have more. Okay, here goes another one. But for real, like, you know, Thanks, we, our kids are going to grow up. <laughs> our kids are going to grow up and move, move away soon. And so, you know, if you're out there and you feel like you would like to get involved in community work, Epi has really developed some, like, she has been the systems person. So, like, if you... If we say we want to give up the turkey trot to you and you do it, like she, we will literally hand you the file, and it's ready to go. Yeah. Instructions like call this sponsor, do this thing, call get this permit. Like it's really easy because there's a system in place. And the same thing goes <laughs> yeah. for Lumanai, and the same thing goes for Fangongo. Eventually, we hope that our, we can develop our cast into crew members, into people that will take it over and just run it. Look at that! Like I we, love it. Yeah, it's that easy where you can just hand it off to you and you can yeah. do it. We just need your hands. <laughs> yeah, I just need your hands. Yeah. I just really yeah. love hearing that your faith has been a huge part of just keeping mm. you guys, you know, yeah. grounded, keeping you guys moving. Because 12 years, I mean, I, that's, that's, that's intense, you know. And I really love how you two are able to really publicly talk about, like, your faith and how much it has definitely been, like, a huge help in mm. picking you guys back up and that's been something that's helped you guys endure through the hardships you know like really appreciate that that's a is that do you guys find that a difficult to talk about you know faith when it comes to your work like publicly i do find that it's it's um it's not uh as easy for me to talk about um initially right like you know i, I had to really just train myself to tell myself that it's okay. Just right. like it's okay for you to have your beliefs. Yeah. It's also okay for me to be a Christian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You share that too. Absolutely. And I feel like um, initially, because I was worried about my own beliefs being the perception of the organization, right. I would be hesitant to say, yeah, I'm a believer. But that's just not uh, the case right now because within this whole span of 12 years, outside of just work, like, man, life has been crazy you yeah. know what I mean? and then that's just for myself you know i went through um a divorce addiction mm. Mm. um you know raising these two girls on my own and uh you know our our parents and their health and mm. losing so many people along the way you know like it, i i just don't see a way for me to do it without my faith mm. right. and so it's important for me to give that credit uh, you know mm. and for people to know that yeah mm. thank you for sharing yeah ditto yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah, like blank period, right? There's just be no way for us to be getting through, and yeah, like it's just I think it's like what it means that we're not we're not qualified, mm -hmm. we're not trained to be in nonprofit work. Like my background is education, and so like just learning along the way and God making uh, opportunities and making God, a way for yeah. us. It's yeah. just been. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's you can't really separate it out for us. Right, that's just, yeah. that's just who we are. I love it. That's, that's what's awesome. up, man. Well, uh, thank well, uh, you both, and thank you to all the hands that are a part of uh, what Samoan Solutions is. Uh, you all have definitely been a solution to a lot of Samoans mm -hmm. in our community for a very long time. And I know that it, it's not going to stop anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, thank you for your time and your energy and your service to our people. Um, it really means a lot. And it, and it has, and it means a lot to have y'all here personally, just because 
I have been along uh, for the ride since the beginning. Yeah. Um, even I believe when you all first started the Illuminati Education Gift Award, I was voluntold by my mother <laughs> to, you know, come help put a video together. And with no question, of course, let's do this. Let's put it out there, right? Because this was at the beginning of, like, YouTube, too, right? YouTube yeah, was yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, People yo were too. utilizing YouTube. Mm -hmm. And we, we uh, y'all rounded the kids up, and we gave them some lines, and we put the video together. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, man. like, our, if you go, like, and search Someone Solutions, that's the first thing that that's comes a, up. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. Google Someone Solutions, that video is the first thing that comes up. Okay. It's such a great why, time. But it just... Yeah. That was when I was first learning things, but it's just so beautiful to see like how it all has grown and all even the kids, you know, just even the work. So right. it really is an honor to have y'all here. Uh thank you so much. Uh what we like to do before we get up out of here, we're trying a new thing. Hi. Hi, Loimata. It's uh thank you all the listeners too. Um if y'all been hearing that beautiful baby in the back, it is Loimata, how old is Loimata? She one now? She yep, is now one. one. She is now yeah. one. She's been joining us. She's our youngest she's guest. She's a newly one year old. Yeah, she's our youngest guest on the podcast thus far. And the and first in the studio. And then poor. And then poor. <laughs> <And then Pua. laughs> um, but thank you all for uh, tuning in. So, what we like to do before we get up out of here um, is uh, we want to also just offer up space. How can folks get in touch with? Y'all, before we get into this last piece. Um, we are definitely on Instagram. You can DM us, uh, Samoan Solutions. You can uh, email us at Samoan underscore solutions at yahoo.com. Or you can call 650-392-5677. Y'all got a line. And, um, okay. Oh, y'all got a main line. Oh. <laughs> we got we to send my dedicated voicemail. Um, so you can call us there. And we're, yeah, we're definitely available on social media and through email if you want to get involved. Or, or, or you can talk to any of our partners. They'll be able to let you know. Ask Danny. He'll find us. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, y'all. So we're going uh, we're gonna to give y'all uh, these, these last few words, and we're doing this thing. Uh, where we just fill in the blank, right? And so the sentence goes, when I think of blank, I think of blank. Okay, so first, when I think of Samoa, I think of... Home. Home. Mm, I think of ocean. Ocean. Home. Home. I think of ancestors. Mm. When I think of uh, Malofie... I think of pain. Pain. <laughs> I think of uh, just like a spiritual walk. Mm. A I spiritual journey. Go ahead. Uh, I think of uh, legacy. Mm. Mm. I think of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but you know, just like that, that, uh, that next level of like uh, life or, when you know, like becoming a man. <laughs> what, what's that coming word? Of age? Coming of age. Coming yeah. Of age? Yeah. Not to, not to not to be confused with uh, Margaret Mead's coming of age in Samoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I think of the Malu, I think of shelter. Mm. I think of responsibility. Mm. Mm, yeah, responsibility. Yeah. I think of matriarch. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
And the last one. When I think of Tautua, I think of. I think of you, Danny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for real. I think I I just I think when when I say that I think of you, I think of the future mm. because we've seen you with us from the beginning, where you're being voluntold. But then we also see you like going to college. We see you, you know, coming back into the community, yes. not even just from your current yes. job, but from the job before that too, and like bringing up people with you all along the way like my kids know who Tanel is because of your video yes. <laughs> like that's how we were introduced to her like so mm. you know like you and the future oh Yay. thank you you and the <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot what do I think of you know what I'm just gonna throw that out there I think of Danny Boy too oh, heck <laughs> no. real ass talk for everything that you just said Danny Boy has put me on a lot of things I've seen him serve in many capacities in so many different platforms so yeah hey, see I can second y'all that making for me sure. uncomfortable no that's real talk <laughs> that's my partner right there you feel <laughs> okay, me okay partner <laughs> thank you <laughs> Don't you do it, Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> but I can be in agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be, I'm definitely in agreement. Um, and when I think of Tautua, I think of our legacy, yeah. Yeah. our responsibility. Yeah. Uh, Fonga took it from me. But <laughs> when I think of Tautua, I do think of y'all. Um, mm, because yeah. even, I think more so, seeing you all put on Fangongo. You know, having that access to you Game all and, changers, and still being accommodating, you know, like with my mother and her, all her requests. Always. You I know, love her. And, and I know y'all got to worry about Shout sound and lighting and all these things. And it's like, okay, you got to accommodate this lady who wants to make sure she has an access way to sit down and all this stuff. You know, like your servant hearts. I definitely think of the both of you. And yes, when I think of Tautua, I think of Epi and Faga. Yes. Whew. Thank you all for a beautiful episode. It's been really great to have you all here. real, real. Uh, any last words before we get up out of here, y'all? I mean, uh, Emmanuel got... Tomasa. All right, y'all. Well, we love y'all. Um, and we'll definitely keep pushing it out for the turkey trial coming up. Yeah. Um, join us. Yes, we're going to join y'all. Uh, I don't know if I'll be running this year, but I'll definitely be I'm there. To, I'm out to compete against Opie, though. I'm coming for his throat. He's coming for your ankles. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, he's not legally allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> That's an off-air topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We, uh, we're going to get up out of here. We'll see you on the next episode. Yes. Peace, love, and happiness, y'all. This episode is brought to you by the Honorable Frederica Duita Felipe and Betta Henderson. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of our podcast. We see y'all, fam. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. culture, 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 culture.